Great job. You know, I'd rather have them dancing worshipfully in church than at some bar. Amen? And that was beautiful. Beautiful. All right, if you were blessed, stand up and let's just read a few passages. I'm going to talk to you today about defining moments. Defining a defining moment is today's message. Defining a defining moment. Let's look at one. Happened in the Bible. There's tons of them. But let's look at this one. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. And he went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues uh, in Damascus. So that if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Well, God had other plans. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly, everybody say suddenly. That's sort of, that, that would be the word about a defining moment. Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. And he fell to the ground. He wasn't on a horse. Notice he was walking. And he fell to the ground. You could say he got slain in the spirit. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And he said, I am Jesus who you are persecuting. Now get up and get into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there completely speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. And look what happened to him. For three days, he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. Now that's a defining moment. Father, thank you for defining moments. And we pray that you'll shed light on this topic so that, Lord, we can know how to respond, know what they are, and thank you for them and move accordingly. We thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, get ready for a defining moment. Now, uh, what we just read is for sure a description of a defining moment that happened in the life of Saul before he was the Apostle Paul. Now, <clears throat> suddenly a light shone from heaven, knocked him to the ground, and he realized that everything he had been living for, everything he had thought was true, was not true. This was so shattering, so indescribably uh, stunning for him, that he went blind. Blinded by the light, he was perplexed, he was dazed, he was confused. This was a major, major event in the life of Saul because he had been coming against the very Lord who knocked him to the ground. And so he had a defining moment. He was never the same after this experience, not ever, not even remotely close. Now let me define today a defining moment because all of us are going to have them and have had them. Here's the definition of a defining moment. A defining moment is a monumental experience or a decision that changes the direction of your life. Now let me say that again. A defining moment is a monumental experience or decision that changes the direction of your life. Now listen carefully. Defining moments can result from a personal decision. 
You can bring your own defining moment by a decision that you make. Good or bad. It can be a bad one or a good one, but either way, that decision brings a defining moment to you. Or a defining moment can come as a result of a happening beyond your control, for good or for bad. A bad experience, a good one. But it is such that it becomes a defining moment because afterwards you are never the same. Defining moments determine destinies. For instance, on the negative side, let me give you an example. A defining moment can be that moment when you first pick up alcohol or some kind of drug. You did it, and you have never been the same since that decision. That decision now defines you. That's why I tell people all the time, and I'm a broken record up here, you never need to touch drugs even once because you may have a defining moment you greatly regret. You never need to pick up alcohol, in my opinion. Now, you can do with it what you want. I can't tell you the Bible says that you should never drink. But my question is, why would you? If you're not looking for an altering experience of some kind, why would you? I got something better for you. Try the Holy Spirit. Just learn, learn to pull on that new wine. Uh, that's, that's, that's a bottle there's not a demon at the bottom of. Now, having said that, a defining moment. You didn't know it was going to be a defining moment when you first picked up that alcohol or picked up that drug, but it has become that. On the positive side, a defining moment can be that moment when you decide to lay those things down for good. After years of regret and enslavement, from now on your whole life is going to be defined by that one positive decision. Putting it down, laying it down. Author Patrick Morley defines a defining moment as this, quote, a watershed experience that shapes a person's character and determines the direction of their life. They often represent signposts that mark the transition from one season to another, a defining moment. One educator referred to defining moments as, quote, disorienting dilemmas that shake us to our foundation for good or for ill. And as a result, we are transformed never to be the same. A defining moment. Perhaps that experience of a defining moment um, is something that you can think, as a matter of fact, as I'm sharing on this right now, you've probably already thought of a defining moment that you've had, maybe even recently, and it's shaping the rest of your life. People that experience defining moments describe them as moments of no going back. I know that because of this experience, there's going to be no going back. You know it. You know you're not going back. You don't know what the future holds, but you know you can't go back. You're never going to be the same. There's no return to where you were after this defining moment. Defining moments often come as a surprise. It says that suddenly that light shone around Paul. You don't know a defining moment is coming. It doesn't send you a, a, a mailgram telling you it's about to arrive. A defining moment suddenly takes place. It happens during a time of crisis, like a personal failure, taking an unpopular stand, intense suffering, being asked to forgive someone or to make a hard choice. And it's a defining moment. The doctor looks at you and says the C word, and it's a defining moment. 
Sometimes defining moments occur when we don't see them for what they are. But looking back, we realize that was a defining moment in my life. A defining moment might be that moment you are handed a pink slip from a company you've been with all of your life. It now means at 40 or 50 or in your 30s, a whole new career change. You're never going to be able to go back where you were. A whole new horizon is looking at you and there's no return. A defining moment, I assure you, can be the moment your spouse says he or she no longer love you. Or it can be the death of a loved one. Or some other kind of storm, spiritual or natural, you go through. You didn't know that it was coming, but it has become for you a defining moment. There's no return. There's no going back. You're never going to be the same. You've had a defining moment. And it, it, it's definitely a defining moment for anybody that has a personal experience with Jesus Christ. Don't tell me you had an experience with Christ and you're the same. You cannot have an encounter with Jesus Christ, which is always the defining moment of your life, and say, well, no, you know, I, I, I kind of had an experience with Jesus. Well, how has it affected your life? Well, not much. Then you didn't have an experience with the Jesus I know. Because if you encounter the Jesus I know, you're going to have the defining moment of your life. There's no turning back once you've been touched by the powers to come. Amen. For Peter, James, John, and the other disciples, the defining moment of their life arrived when they encountered Jesus Christ and he said, follow me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. They were never the same after that. Moses' defining moment was that moment when he spotted a bush that burned but was not burned up. He approached that burning bush as one person. He walked away as another. He approached going in one direction in life and he left it going another direction in life. When you have a defining moment, you are never the same. Your life is never the same. The circumstances are never the same. There's no going back. I read recently of a particular woman who taught the children of privilege in a wealthy neighborhood that stood in sharp contrast to an adjacent slum area where she worked in, where she worked next to. She kept to herself and tried not to venture out into those neighboring slum areas. One evening as she was uh, walking down the street, she heard a woman crying out for help. And just then, a dying woman fell into her arms. Seeing that her condition was critical, she rushed her to the hospital. When the staff saw that the ill woman was poor, they were told, take a seat and wait. She sensed this woman was going to die without immediate medical attention. So she left and went to another hospital, and again, they were told to sit and wait. After the nurses and the doctors still didn't come, she took the dying woman to her own home where later that night she died in the school teacher's arms. This young teacher decided that would never happen again to anyone if she could help it. She decided to devote the rest of her life to easing the pain of those around her so they could live or die in dignity. The city was Calcutta. The woman was Teresa. You know her as Mother Teresa. It was for her a defining moment. If you had a defining moment, a defining moment for good, a defining moment that has touched you that way. Can I tell you that the God we worship today is a God of defining moments? He's a God that brings defining moments. Oh, I pray that everybody here today could have a defining moment 
with the Lord. Now, since we're all going to have some, guarantee you in the days to come, we're all going to have some defining moments. Let's look at a couple of key facts about defining moments that I want you to understand today. And next week, I'm going to share with you why defining moments come. And the week after, I'm going to share with you three wise responses to a defining moment. And the reason I'm preaching this is because I really do believe God's about to give us some defining moments uh, that we're going to emerge from never being the same again. Hallelujah. All right? Now, first, in the presence of every defining moment, I want you to know today, God is there. In the presence of every defining moment, God is there. Now listen carefully when I tell you today, according to my Bible, nothing happens in the life of a believer that does not pass through the awareness and the knowledge of God. God never says, oops, and he never says, well, I'll be. Now you've heard me say that a hundred times, but we need to always remember that. Because God never says, oops, made a mistake because he doesn't make any. And he never says, well, I'll be, because he's never taken by surprise by a thing. And when it comes to defining moments, whether it's a decision, good or bad, or an event out of your control, good or bad, all defining moments in the lives of God's children are known by him before they arrive. Watch carefully. One of my favorite stories in the Bible, Peter's denial of Jesus Christ. He was not the man he thought he was. He said, Lord, I'll never deny you. I will never walk away from you, never forsake you. But Jesus saw straight through and saw who he really was, what he really had, what he really didn't have, and said, Peter, you're going to deny me. And it's going to be a hugely defining moment for you. As a matter of fact, so defining that I'm praying for you that your faith does not fail when this defining moment of you realizing who you really are happens to you. When you see, Peter, how weak you are, that defining moment, I pray your faith doesn't fail you. His denial of Jesus Christ was hugely defining. He went out and wept bitterly after he did it. Yet watch this, the Lord knew that he was going to do it days before the defining moment took place, and he told him so. You're going to deny me, Peter. A moment is coming in your life. Now, folks, please understand, every defining moment that has ever come your way, good or bad, out of your control or because of a decision you made, good or bad, the Lord knew you were going to do it. He knew you were going to say it. He knew you were going to act that way. He knew you were going to stumble or he knew you were going to succeed. He knew every defining moment that was on its way towards your life. And that matters. The tragedies that befell Job and his household were defining moments. In a flash, he lost everything. One right after another after another. Yet Scripture is very clear that God knew of it and allowed it prior to it taking place. It passed through the fingers of God. When the Holy Spirit fell in power on the 120 disciples who had been waiting in the upper room, it was hugely defining it was their defining moment and the church's defining moment. Yet, Jesus had told them it was coming way before it ever arrived. You see, nothing comes into your life that God did not know was coming. 
That's why you can always look up when, whenever something happens and say, Lord, I know you're not surprised, and I know you knew about this, and I know you had your finger on the pulse, and I know you're going to work this together for my good, whatever it is. He knows the defining moment is coming. He's there when it arrives, and as we're going to see in just a moment, he's got a word for you when it's over. Because a defining moment is never complete until the word of the Lord has spoken into it. Whether it's a decision, good or bad, or an event out of your control, good or bad, all defining moments in the lives of God's children are known by Him before they arrive. Amen. Aren't you glad God's in control of your life? Aren't you glad He knows the end from the beginning? Aren't you glad He is the mighty God? Now, why in the world does it matter that the Lord knows what is coming before it arrives and that with every defining moment in my life, God is there? Do you know that that's what Jehovah Shammah means? The Lord who is there. It matters because whether the defining moment is good or bad, the Lord has something to say to you in your defining moment. Now, hear me on this one. Our God did not lose his voice when the word of God was complete. If the devil can speak, then our God can double speak. If the enemy can talk to you, our God can talk to you so much better. And I want you to understand that with everything you and I go through, one of the keys for me in my life has been that when I go through a defining moment, whether it's good or bad, I ask the Lord what He has to say about it. Because listen, you will never fully understand your defining moments until the Lord speaks into it. Whatever you're experiencing in life today, if somebody has walked out on you, if somebody has walked in on you, if somebody has come into your life, whatever it is, if you've lost a job or found a job, whatever it is, wherever you're, you are, whatever defining moment you're experiencing, you need to get the Lord God's take on it. Lord, what are you saying to me in this defining moment since I know it has not come without your knowledge and your awareness? What is the word of the Lord to me? Jesus spoke directly into Peter's defining moment, and he told him that once he, once he returned from his personal failure, he would strengthen the brethren. Now I want you to notice this. Jesus knew that Peter's defining moment of personal failure was coming. He told him it was coming. You're going to mess up. You're going to deny me. You're going to walk away. You're going to deny you ever even knew me. Lord, there's no way. Man, I'm with you. I'm here 110%. There's no way I'm going to walk out on you. But the Lord Jesus knew what he was made of. And he knows what you're made of. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your strengths. He knows when you will cave and he knows when you won't. And when you do cave, he is not surprised. And when you do cave in, he's there to help you where you won't cave in that way again. But he knows you. And he knew that his personal failure was coming and he knew that he would recover. He said, when you recover... What I'm going to do is I'm going to lay my hand on you and you're going to strengthen the brethren. How many of you have ever read First or Second Peter? Have you read those little letters in there, those little love notes from God? The rest of you, you haven't read First and Second Peter? Let me ask that again. How many have ever read First and Second Peter? All right. Did he strengthen you? Did he bless you? Did he help you? Did he speak into your life? 
All right. The Lord Jesus said, when you recover, Peter, from your personal failure, you're going to turn and you're going to strengthen the brethren. The Lord had a word about Peter's defining moment, and he has a word about yours. Whatever the defining moment is in your life, have you asked the Lord about it? Have you asked him what he's saying to you? Have you asked him what his message to you is? Have you inquired of him what he's got to say about it? Because until then, it's all conjecture, and you just kind of making of it what your natural mind makes of it. But we need to see our defining moments from the viewpoint of God. When Saul, who became Paul the Apostle, was knocked to the ground by the blinding light of heaven, was spoken to personally by the Lord Jesus, and experienced his dramatic conversion to Christ, Jesus defined his defining moment for him and told him, you are my chosen instrument. That's why this has happened to you. To carry my name before the Gentiles. This is why it's happened to you and their kings, and before the people of Israel. And I will show you what great things you must suffer for my name's sake. This is why, Paul, this is why you've had this defining moment. It didn't just happen to you. It was not happenstance. It was not an accident. There are no accidents in the life of a child of God. And Jesus defined his defining moment for him and spoke to him and blessed him. I was talking to a pastor this week. A man of God who reaches a whole lot of people. And he's in a real wilderness area. As a matter of fact, he said, I feel like a sailboat out in the middle of the ocean. My sail's up, but there's no wind blowing. I just feel like I'm drifting. And I said, well, let me tell you what I believe God is saying to you. Deep in the well. Because any time there's ever been a lag in my own life, a place of limbo where there wasn't much going on, it was always a time where God said, deep in the well. And he said, thank you for that word. I believe that's a word from the Lord. And I don't know if I really spoke a word from the Lord to him or not, but he acted like I did. He might have just been being nice, but he acted like I did. And he said, thank you, because I believe that's what God is saying to me deep in the well. You see, anytime you're experiencing something, don't just sit there frustrated. Say, Lord, what are you saying? And he will define your defining moment for you. The next thing I want to just share about a defining moment today is that they always require a decision. Almost always a defining moment requires a decision. Defining moments will define us based on how we respond, whether good or bad, in faith or in doubt, positively or negatively, in obedience or disobedience. A defining moment always leaves you and me with a response, with a with a decision. How am I going to respond to God? How am I going to respond to these circumstances? How am I going to respond to what has come my way, whether it's good or it's bad? What is my response going to be? Because listen, response is everything. It's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to what happens to you that matters most. Because most defining moments we don't have control of. They just come. An accident happens. Or we go through some trial where other people are involved and we can't control other people. We can't decide what they do. We can only decide our response according to the Word of God. Are y'all hearing me today now? Response is everything. You look at what has come your way and you go, okay, what is the Lord saying to me? And then whatever He shows you, He's saying... 
then you respond in faith. You respond positively. Paul had to to decide whether to respond to the summons of Jesus and a totally revolutionized life. He responded, and the defining moment defined him the rest of his days. The disciples had to decide whether to obey the Lord's command. He just looked them in the eye and said, forsake everything and follow me. I want you to leave everything and walk away and follow me. They had nets, they had boats, they had careers, they had homes, they had wives, they had children, they had everything. And and the Lord says, leave it all and follow me. And if you do, it's going to be a defining moment for you because I'm going to change everything about you if you will respond to me in faith. Oh, I'll tell you, folks, we serve a mighty God. We serve a life-changing God. We serve a transforming God. And when the Lord comes to you with a defining moment, suddenly you are aware, I'm never going to be the same after this. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, you seek the Lord and He will speak to you. He will give you a word. He will say, this is the way, walk ye in it. Or I want you to forgive somebody. Or I want you to get rid of this. Or I want you to bring this into your life or get that out of your life. This is what I want you to do. And when you do it, It's a defining moment. Anytime you obey the Lord, it's a defining moment because you're never going to be the same. He's going to transform you. He said to those disciples, follow me, and I'm going to make you to become fishers of men. Forget fishing for fish. I'm going to take you to the big game, men. And so Simon Peter, the fisherman, walked away. And it was Simon Peter who walked away and was transformed even after personal failure. And it was Simon Peter who, under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, stood up on the day of Pentecost and let the Word of God go with all of his might. And 3,000 men were caught by the Word of God. Follow me, and I'm going to make you to become something you would never be without me or apart from me. I'm going to transform you. Mother Teresa had to make a decision based on what she had witnessed to walk away and do nothing or respond with a whole new direction. And she responded, and the rest is history. Think about this for a minute. The last thing thousands of poor, dying people ever saw was her face and the compassion of God through her face to them as they died. You see, since the Christian knows that God is there in the presence of every defining moment, Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. He's there. You say, he's there when I make a bad decision. You better believe he's there. He's there after the bad decision. You better believe he's there after the bad decision. Let me ask you a question. Are you there when your kid disobeys you, gets on that bike without training wheels before they're ready, falls and skins their knee? Do you tell them I disown you? No, you run up and you say, well, I told you not to get on that bike. Come on, let me fix that knee. God is no different. God is no, even when you make your bad decisions, the Lord is there and he's there to, to turn what looks like a bad defining moment into a redeemed defining moment. As a matter of fact, every defining moment is a, is a, an opportunity disguised as a crisis in the life of the child of God. Every defining moment that looks like a disaster is actually an opportunity disguised as a crisis in the life of a child of God. I don't care what you're going through. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. God knows and God is there. 
And when you have a defining moment and, and you have stumbled and you have fallen and maybe the defining moment is a bad one because now the consequences are raining down on you. My God is there to redeem it. My God is there to pick you up. My God is there to dust you off. My God is there to stand you on your feet, to breathe fresh life into you, to say, see, now you've learned, now let's move on because the child of God is never defeated. The child of God always has a reason to hope. Everybody say defining moments. You know, I think of some of the defining moments in my own life, and I've had a lot of them, but I'm going to tell you two of the major ones as I close today. The first defining moment, I got arrested at 16 years old. I was lost as a goose in a hailstorm. I knew nothing about Jesus, nothing about God, nothing about the Bible. And one day I was playing hooky, and I was sitting in a Volkswagen bus, I'll never forget it, smoking pot. Yep, go ahead, get over it. You're looking at it. That's what I was doing. I was skipping school, and the police drove up when I got out of the van to go into the 7-Eleven to buy a Coke. And he said, Jeff Wickwire? And I said, Jeff who? Where, how come you're not in school? It didn't feel good. He said, get in. Took me down to jail. Took me to the juvenile home. Now, that was a defining moment took my picture front ways and sideways I've still got it I'll never show it to you <laughs> took my picture front ways and sideways put me in the juvenile home and I'll never forget thinking my whole life is over now but God had a defining moment for me God had an incredibly defining moment for me because you see God sees the whole picture not just part of it and there I was sitting in the juvenile home thinking it's over for me they came in and said because you're 16 and a half we're going to try you as an adult and you're going to go off to the state or the, the state penitentiary I was scared to death and yet here comes this little Baptist guy one night with black frame glasses he looked like Clark Kent and he brought a few young people with him and they had guitars and the guard came to my room and said, you want to come hear some people talk to you about Christianity? I didn't even know what Christianity was. I didn't even know what it was. I knew it had to do with church, which I thought was horrible. And I said, I'll do anything to get out of this cell. Went down there, sat down, and God had a defining moment for me. This Clark Kent-looking guy who looked like he had nothing I wanted to say stood up, and the Word of God had power. Now, there were about 50 of us in the room. And the Word of God had power. And there I sat in an old, I'll never forget, an olive green t-shirt, bell-bottom blue jeans, tennis shoes, wiped out, no high school, ruining my life on drugs. And all of a sudden, the Word of God that I'd never heard quoted zinged and winged its way into my heart. And I began to think, I wish he quit staring at me. There's 50 of us here. Why can't he look at somebody else? I wish he quit looking at me. But what I didn't realize is God was looking at me and I was paranoid because I was starting to feel convicted of sin. And he said, you know, tonight your life can be changed. Tonight your life can be transformed. I'm asking you to receive Christ. Stand up if you want to receive Christ. Not one person stood up. I kept waiting for just that one brave one to stand up. I wanted just that one to stand up because then I didn't have to be the first one or the only one. No one did. But something was happening inside of Jeff Wickwire that was a defining moment. A defining moment. Because you see, inside, something was saying to me, you have just heard the truth. And if you respond to the truth, I'm going to change you. Well, no one got up. They loaded up their guitars. 
and they began walking out. I don't know how I ever stood up. I don't remember standing up. I just remember I was suddenly behind him. Sir, I want to talk to you about, and I began to weep. I hadn't cried in years. I had watched people get beat to bloody pulps, and I had never shed a tear. My heart was hard, but a defining moment was coming to me from the one who gives defining moments. He turned around and said, well, let's go into another room. All he did was sit there and watch me sob and cry. And when I was finally done, he said, you ready to pray? I said, I'm ready. And I prayed. That night, the changer of lives came into my life. No high school, no 9th, 10th, 11th, or 12th grade. High school dropout. No future, no hope. Confused as confused can be. And yet, I said, would you leave the light on in my room? And let me read this little paper New Testament he gave to me. And for the first time in my life, Jeff Wickwire opened up the Bible and began to read. Jesus walked on water. Jesus multiplied bread. Jesus healed the sick, raised the dead, opened blind eyes, made deaf people hear. Jesus did all of this. He changed people everywhere. that he went. I couldn't put it down. That was the beginning of the end of the old Jeff Wickwire. Defining moment. Second defining moment, and I'm closing with this. Two years later, go to a Bible study. And I had this incredible encounter with the Holy Spirit. An incredible encounter with the Holy Spirit. Well, didn't you have the Holy Spirit? Sure I did, because I got saved. But there was an encounter I had with the Holy Spirit. And it happened very simply. I just said, Lord, I want what I see these people have in this room, and I'll do anything to get it. And the Lord suddenly poured out on me, wave after wave after wave of the powerful Holy Spirit. And in that pouring of the Spirit on my life, my call to preach and teach the Word of God came. It was a hugely lifelong, defining moment. No going back. No going back. Never going to be the same, not even close. Defining moments come to us by God. Can we stand together? Now I want you to think about defining moments a moment. Think about this. Have you had one lately? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it trying? Are you in one right now and you know it? Now let me ask you two key questions as we close. Do you have God's Word on it? Have you asked the Lord, what are you telling me? What are you saying to me in this defining moment in my life? Whether it's good or bad. Second question, can you view it as an opportunity for growth? Even if it's trying, I tell you before God, it'll grow you if you respond in faith. Father, I thank you right now for defining moments. Defining moments that come by the hand of God. Defining moments that the enemy brings, but Lord, you knew they were coming. And you're there even then. Lord, I pray that not a defining moment being experienced in this room will be wasted. Now, how many of you with your heads bowed can say, Pastor, I'm having a defining moment, or I just did? And I need God's word on it. Let me see you. Many of you. I see, I need God's word on it. 
How many of you are being challenged in a defining moment to let it be an opportunity and not just a test that doesn't work anything for your good, but an opportunity? Can I see your hand? I need it to be an opportunity. Many of you. I want you to come down to the altar right now, would you? If you raise your hand, I want you to come right now. Come quickly. But I want you to come and I want to pray for you. I want to pray for a revelation to come to you. The word of the Lord to come to you. On this defining moment. And I want to pray that he'll help your response to be positive and strong. A response of faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now don't miss next week because I'm going to share with you why defining moments come. We're going to look at some Bible people, and it's very illuminating what we're going to share next week. But Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name that you will bless every one of these precious people in a defining moment. Everyone in the congregation, everyone here, that you will bless them and help them in Jesus' name. Lord, to receive the word of the Lord, bring to them the word of the Lord on this moment and say, this is what I'm saying to you. This is my word to you. This is the way I see it. This is your defining moment through my eyes. And Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you will strengthen us to look up in faith and say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. I know it will work together for the good if I respond in faith and trust the Lord with all of my heart and don't lean to my own understanding. And Lord, I believe for it right now. The Lord is going to speak to you today and help you, help you, and help you in the mighty name of Jesus, the Son of God. The Lord is going to speak to you in your defining moment. Let Him speak into the desert of your soul. Let Him speak. Thank you, Lord. He's going to speak to you. He's speaking to you. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the Word of God. Thank you for the Word of God. Now remain bowed for just a moment. When we dismiss the service, I want to receive anyone who feels like, you know, I believe.